Welcome back to the Remedial Film Class Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Travis. And I'm George. Hey, George, did you have a successful ending tonight? Hmm? I think so. All right. And Travis, how are you, sir? I'm okay. I, I think I think do we uh, do a uh, an agreement here where the first 10 minutes of the show will be a spoiler-free Non-spoiler? Review and then tease it and then go into nah. it? Or do we just go into it? You know, the thing about this movie, Halloween Ends is what we're talking about tonight. It just came out on Friday, uh, this past Friday. Uh, it's on streaming. People have had a chance to see it. The internet is spoiling it left and right. Uh, I think it's fair game for us to jump right in and just say, hey, everybody, here's what's going on in this movie. Okay. I'm cool with that. That's good, because when Meg asked me how the movie was, my wife Meg, um, yeah, I said, Meg. it was good. Michael's dead. And she's like, really? And I explained how he perished. Mm. Mm. Finally. Hmm. <laughs> I've been very excited to talk to you boys about this show. Now, we're recording uh, way later into our week's uh, cycle, uh, way later than normal, so -hmm. that everybody had a chance to see it. So this will be quickly turned around and released to you guys. So when you were hearing this for the first time on Wednesday, just know we recorded this just hours before you heard it. Yeah. With all that said, I'm very interested to hear who liked it and who didn't like it if any of us did either of those things so george you being the virgin of films having now seen halloween ends for the first time mm-hmm. tell me your initial impression i thought it was a very good movie hmm. that was very well done hmm 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 go on yeah let's hear yeah go ahead and tell us more about your experience there george. what that's <laughs> what what? Um, I, I'm sorry, God, there's so much. Um, you remember how um, back when we were watching all the Jason movies, mm-hmm. I explained a theory of how someone could take up the mantle of Jason Indeed. and it wouldn't be corny? Indeed. I was wrong because I think that this movie did it maybe in the best way possible. And I was still, well, I must say still, but this movie did that storyline the best way possible. And I was glad when it came to an end in this movie and not in a movie sometime in the future. Okay. Like, I liked how it was kind of there and it was cut off. Okay. So that was good. And I'm talking about the Myers mania that uh, Cody was under. Okay. Okay. Corey. 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 What did I say? Cody. Yes, Cordy. Corey. Corey. Cordy. Not, not Cordy. <laughs> Isn't that a dog? Corey. That Corey was under. That's a Corgi. Um, so I when I was watching it, I got this kind of like, uh, I don't like this. I don't like this. I know I asked for this like years ago. I don't you know, I don't like watching it, and then it then it ended, and I was like, okay, it's fine. It's okay. good. So compare it then huh. your your level of potential buyer's remorse for the mantle changing killer storyline. Compare mm-hmm. that to your experience with Jason Goes to Hell, and with Silent Night, comma Deadly Night, both of which we pointed out when we watched them. Like, hey, you asked for this, why don't you like it? 
And usually the answer in those two cases was because this movie is shit. But tonight, it sounds like you actually kind of liked it. So uh, compare, contrast, juxtapose for us the experience of watching Jason Goes to Hell, Silent Night, Deadly Night, and Halloween Ends. Uh, the high points, at least. Um, Well, I mean, just for that type of storyline, uh, I think that, you know, th- this movie didn't, didn't like overhype it and didn't make it, you know, like the, it didn't make it the focal point. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like Corey was a side player in this. I mean, he was like pretty much a main character, but he's not the main character in a Halloween movie. He was kind of like a side thing. You know what I mean? And the way it happened, he doesn't have any, you know, relationship with Michael, but he does have a really rough background. And, you know, with the people in the town hating him, it it makes sense that he would want to burn the place down like he said, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, what better way to do it than, you know, assume the mantle of Michael Myers. Now, it felt, when he did it, I was like, oh, no, I don't like this. No, like... But if that's what happened, then it would have made more sense. But they tried to make it a possession thing, like a... I don't think so. Was he seeing Michael? Was he really there? Was he just assuming, like almost like a um? Why do you say that? Because I don't think I think I took everything at face value. Okay. Well, to me, the the sewer dwelling Michael was very it. There's a lot of um homages, almost accidental. Like uh, Myers in the sewer was very it like uh Pennywise. Okay. Uh, the Corey character, you've, you've never seen Christine, but it kind of had a feel of Christine, which was f- ironic. And maybe it was done on purpose because of the scene in the junkyard was very Christine-ish. Uh, that, I mean, it's a John Carpenter movie. They know what they're yes, doing with that yes, one. Yes, they know what they're doing. So, I, but the Arnie character in Christine has a slow progression of possession from the car. Right. And that's Arnie Cunningham, just like Corey Cunningham. I mean, that's, it's in the text. It's on the face of it. Uh, yes, intentional. So to me, I was, that's what I was taking Corey's character as not so much picking up the mantle because of his life and how things were going. And he's like, oh, I can stick it to this town by being the next Michael. And it felt more, and maybe they did this by, maybe I misinterpreted it, but it felt like he was being possessed by the evil of Michael Myers. And, no. and took that mantle and, and went ahead and did what he did. I feel like he wanted to be Michael Myers, but nobody can be Michael Myers. Hmm. And that's why it worked for me. Okay. Because he wanted to be, and he tried to be, and he did his best to be Michael Myers. But in the end, he is not Michael Myers, and he got murked by the first competent person he came up against. Who was your girl? It was JLC. So a couple of things I want to jump in while we're on this topic, and then uh, we'll keep going with that momentum. But I had some feelings in this movie that brought me back to um, Jason Goes to Hell, of course. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got this, you know, I'm waiting for the Black Snake at times to just like make its, yes, its appearance. Yes, entity. But at the same time, I got kind of a Freddy versus Jason vibe, mm-hmm. where you've got, you know, the copycat bringing power to... Michael Myers. Right. Through his mm-hmm. creating of copycat victims and then, you know, restoring the fear that is 
like, uh, you know, the power source of Freddy Krueger. And in this case, it seemed like, you know, it was building up Myers, building up Myers. I don't know after one watch if Michael Myers is consistently present. I don't know where I fall as far as the ambiguity of the humanity of a Michael Myers in this movie or this trilogy. I mean, I've been bringing it up since the 2018 movie when we talked about that. Right. You know, there are elements of this Myers that are human. There are elements that are extra human. So I don't know exactly where I fall on in each scene. Is it Myers or is it the copycat Myers creating this new, you know, recent legacy to, further the fear of, of Haddonfield. So I don't have definitive stances yet. But one thing that I thought was interesting that you said, the reclaiming the fear right. of Michael Myers. Yeah, it was burning down Haddonfield. The best way to do it is to resurrect Michael Myers, basically. Right, and it's exploiting the inherent fear that exists in Haddonfield because of Michael Myers. It's not necessarily like a power of Michael Myers, it's, you know, the kindling, the, the thing that will burn is the city itself, uh, accelerated by the legend or lore of Michael Myers. So sure. where the uh, agency lies, where, the, you know, this movie is way more complex than I thought it was going to be for a Halloween sequel. And so I am yeah. still this early on. I've only seen it one and a half times because uh, I, I rewatched certain sections today just to clarify a couple of things. This is a tough nut to crack. And I cannot wait to see how I feel about it in five or ten years and how the internet at large feels about it in five or ten years because I think there's been a certain reaction online. And I think by the time we reach the 2030s, I think the reaction is going to be very different. And what is your prediction? How do, how do you mean? For, first of all... First of all, start with what is like the general opinion about this movie cuz I have been probably mine completely <laughs> like <laughs> I haven't seen <clears throat> anything online about it. If I were to estimate given a limited sample size, I would say it's easily 70/30 dislike. I, and I'd among that 70% dislike, that 80% dislike, there's a good 20 or 30% of those folks who are like fervently personally insulted by the existence of this movie wow but here's the thing when this movie begins right away you get the opening credits going uh i mean after uh, after the cold open you get to the the credits now we've talked about it before like the symbolism of their pumpkins has been kind of on the nose Mm -hmm. with 2018 with the rotten pumpkin that restores itself you know did you catch what the pumpkin was doing in this intro? There was pumpkins Growing exploding from within other pumpkins. Yeah. It was replacing other pumpkins. Yeah, it was a, the changing yeah, was, faces of evil pumpkin. Right. Yeah. And so they're putting it out there and you don't know it yet cuz you're watching it for the first time. But like this is what we're doing. It's right in front of you. And did you notice the font was familiar? I didn't notice the font. I didn't notice the font. No. So the font, font for this movie for the opening credits is not the Halloween font from the last two movies. It's the Halloween three font, hmm. which right away, my little nerd heart was just like, Oh, we're going to get 40 foot. Michael. Oh, we're going to get <laughs> was, silver. Shamrock praying, connection. Praying, 
for 40 foot Michael. You wanted a 40 foot Michael, so did I. At, at halfway through, I was that that's what I was hoping for. So we never did Michael. get our 44 40 foot Michael, which bums me out a little bit, but I don't think I needed him in this movie. Uh I'll just tell you guys up front. It's probably you probably already guessed, but I fucking love this movie. Hmm. It nailed it for me in a way that I didn't expect. And it did things I never expected to see in a slasher movie. I'm not even sure it is a slasher movie, but it is a Halloween movie. And much like Halloween three that, you know, kicked people right in the teeth when it came out because it wasn't Michael Myers. There wasn't enough Myers. There's, you know, what's this weird side plot? What's this weird love story between Chalice and the girl? Like, what are we doing with a love story and no Myers in a Halloween movie? And as Halloween 2018 was kind of a remake of Halloween 78 and Halloween Kills stole a lot of inspiration from Halloween 2. Halloween Ends is doing Halloween 3 just instead of, you know, uh, instead of doing Stonehenge, right? We're not doing fucking Stonehenge, right? (laughs) No, we're not doing fucking Stonehenge. Instead, we're doing Haddonfield and evil and fear and how... Instead of how do how does Michael Myers relate to fear, we're doing or instead of how it's just it's an inverse of the the formula. Instead of how does Michael Myers create fear and how does fear affect Haddonfield, this is like the opposite. How does fear within Haddonfield create and sustain the boogeyman? Hmm. It's an inverse yes. and it blew my fucking mind. But there's still probably a lot. If I do this show again, Great. if we revisit this movie in a year, I may change some of my positions and, and have more information because I am just coming off my first watch. But I got enough out of this movie the first time that I was just like, oh, nailed it. Yeah, good. That's where I'm at. And at okay, one point, I, I leaned over to my uh, my wife. <laughs> we We watched this in the theater. This was the second movie I watched in our new theater after Tenebrae. Uh, it's mm-hmm. the first movie we watched together. So she's like, oh my God, this theater's cool. I'm like, yeah, also the movie's good. Uh, she also liked the movie. Uh, she's a big Halloween fan, but uh, she, you know, she was digging the vibe it was putting out there. But I leaned over to her at one point, about 45 minutes in, and I said, there are about to be some really angry dudes on Facebook with fish in their profile pictures. And she's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, don't worry about it. But, you know, guys holding up the fish they caught? That demographic mm-hmm. fucking hates this movie. <laughs> I don't fish. <laughs> well, you're not the only one. You're, you're in a different demographic. But that demographic is very angry at this movie. Uh, I'm still not sure what they wanted because no one... Uh, Travis is going to give us what he wanted. and he, But Travis is more informed i think than a lot of the travel the a lot of the horror community on facebook but oh, my some bone- boneheads out there like i hate when people say i hate something but they don't they don't give you a reason why they don't tell you it's oh, just because they're yeah. just haters yeah, my just understanding like, from a lot of these reactions it's that brainstem hatred like they haven't thought about it yet the impulse hit their brainstem me hate movie bad and they mm. never got past it but i think if you asked a lot of people who hate Halloween ends on the face of it. You'd ask them, what did you want? And they'd say, more Michael, more kills. And then you could point at Halloween kills and be like, 
that movie had 31 fucking kills. Yeah. How do you do, what are you doing? 400 kills? Like, what do we do beyond 31 kills in an hour and a half movie? 32 kills. Yeah, I mean, is that what you really need? Do you need to get to 32, 33? Are we just chasing a number now? No, it's sophomoric to do that. I was not looking for kills. The original Halloween has three murders. Like, seriously, that's yeah. not why. I, that's yeah. why well, I mean five. Five murders. Well, five. Yeah. Three recorded. <laughs> five. <laughs> three, three that you see. Yeah, three you see. So, uh, and I rewatched that this weekend uh, and, you know, had a, had a movie night with some friends. Uh, guys, I put on a pretty good movie night. Uh, we watched that in Sleepaway Camp and... Uh, mm. The two two of my friends had never seen Sleepaway Camp, so it it blew some minds. Have nice. I seen Sleepaway Camp? Oh, you but you yeah. will. But you will. Oh, but you will. Uh, that'll be a hell of an episode, actually. <laughs> but <laughs> so uh, one thing I noticed in Halloween, uh, and I wish I had thought to do it until I, I thought about when the credits were rolling. I kind of wanted to run a stopwatch to see how much Michael is actually in the original Halloween. Because after watching Ends and thinking about those complaints about not enough Michael, not enough Michael, I'm interested to see how much screen time that dude actually has in the movie. I would estimate 20 minutes. Hi, this is Dan in post. While I'm sitting here editing this podcast, I happen across a tweet from Halloween Movie Source uh, listing 10 minutes and 55 seconds of screen time for Michael in Halloween Ends, as opposed to 9 minutes, 37 seconds. In Halloween 78. So, as I predicted, uh, with very little information at the time, it was not very much screen time. Uh, but, shoot, that's still half of what I what I guessed. So, dang, guys. Anyway, back to the show. Yeah, but I think, coming from the person in the show that is probably the only one who hated it, um, <laughs> or it's been confirmed, the original Myers is kind of like Hannibal Lecter. He's on screen just enough. You get exactly what you want and need. And they give you a little bit more than you wanted. And you're excited about that. But when you do the math, he really wasn't in it that much, but he was a focal point. Sure. So even if you didn't see Hannibal Lecter in the movie Silence of the Lambs, I think just talking about him would have made an impact. Like, even if you never met him till like, the end, and they talked about him, and they referred to him, and uh, he was a focal point in the dialogue, there's still sure. something there that makes you think he's a prominent character and something to be worried about or whatever. Hi, this is Dan and Post again. I don't know if these guys are all sharing the same, like, media talking points or something, but... Uh, from what Travis just said about focal points, literally the first reply on that tweet with time frames says that Michael was the focus, excuse me, Michael was the focal point of 1978. When he wasn't seen, he was felt stalking, slowly building tension. And then the second reply to that just says, well, the same thing can be said about ends. Overall, you feel the tension of Michael still in Haddonfield, just in a different light. So here's what I propose our listeners do. Uh, tally how many times they mention Michael Myers when he's not on screen in ends, and then do the same thing for 78. And I bet the, this is just me guessing off the top of my Dan and Post head, but I bet the frequency of Michael mentions is equal to or higher in ends, 
but it's simply a matter of Corey visually distracting some viewers. So that's your homework. Back to the show. With this, I think people, when they say, yeah, there are people in face value who are like, oh, I just wanted to see more Michael walking around doing stuff. My view, because I had the same complaint, where's Michael? I even said it to a few people. I was like, Myers was in this? I know what they were trying to do, but they they failed to do what uh, Jason Goes to Hell did, which was, even though it wasn't Jason in a hockey mask, it was still Jason. So people looked at it as, okay, it's still a Jason movie. So I compared this to kind of like Nightmare on Elm Street 2, where you had Jesse, who was being taken over, possessed by the the lore or the uh, entity of Freddy, where he slowly brought him to life by being present in Jesse's brain. Mm -hmm. This... I think failed on, for me personally, I think it failed on explaining was Myers literally in that sewer or was it a Luke Skywalker, Darth Vader in the swamp cave moment where Luke saw himself in the, in the helmet of Vader when he chopped his head off? Like, was yeah. it a vision? Was it a prompt? Was it like they never were clear about that? Then when I, they show towards the end where there are two different bodies in the house, there's Corey and Myers. Uh-huh. Again, is this a figment of his imagination? Is this a personification of his drive? Is this, like, they never really... Which, which scene are you talking about? Every scene. I thought it was pretty clear that Myers was there. Like, you know how when Jesse was Freddy, and Freddy was going around doing stuff, and then a kill happened? And you watched the kill, and it was Freddy do the kill. I think it was pretty clear in this movie whether it was Michael I don't or know. Corey. But when he's, you hear Freddy laughing in the mirror, and then they show Jesse looking in the mirror, and he's the one wearing the glove. So he's the one that did the kill as Freddy. Yeah. That was clear. Whether the movie was good or not, that's arguable. Yeah. But it was clear that's happening in his head. He's being overtaken. He's doing the, the will of Freddy. Yeah. And bringing that entity to 100%. Yeah. Same thing with Freddy versus Jason. Freddy had no power until there was fear of Freddy. Once there was fear of Freddy, then he started getting power. Yeah. So with this, there was, there's face value. There's Myers. There's Corey. Corey assumes the mantle, almost like Roy in Friday the 13th 5, where he becomes Myers, chooses to be Myers. Yeah. Uh, and there is no Michael in this movie. Or there is Michael, and Michael is gaining power and strength by the belief in him from Corey. Like, the, it's not clear. So I guess it's open to interpretation. So yeah. one thing, as I'm going through kills in, in my mind here, when we see Myers on screen, literally corporeal murdering people, he kills mm -hmm. the, does he kill the, he kills the lady, right? Not the not the doctor. The doctor is not killed the by doctor. Corey. He kills no. the girlfriend of the doctor. Yeah, he kills... Allison's coworker. Let's call her mm -hmm. the one that got the promotion. Yes, and then she gets bobbed right, right into the wall. Oh um, god, that was so good. But he kills her. He cannot fight Corey one on one. Corey's like a what twenty four year old in shape dude. So he fails physically against him. I'm just trying to keep score as to whether it's on the face of it, just an old man who is 
not at his peak physicality. Like, he fights with old Jamie Lee Curtis, and he fights with a, a nurse who's, you know, in a robe and, and not in her best, like, defensive posture. And he catches her not, uh, he catches her unaware because she's too busy worried about Corey and defending herself from Corey. She's not looking for Myers. Does he kill right. anybody else? Or is Corey the one who kills the, everybody the, else? The street person. The 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 homeless guy. Corey no, kills Corey the homeless kills. person. He's asking, does Myers does kill Myers, does Myers Does Michael kill? Myers kill anybody else in this movie? Because I don't think so. It could very well be that he is just oh, in a weakened state as a physical person. Is that Myers that or is that Corey? Corey? That was Corey. It's Corey with the Myers mask on? Yeah. Okay. See, I kind of took it as he left that, again, Skywalker in the cave. He left that sewer with the mask. Corey did. Yes. Yeah. But he said, I need this. Like, he's realizing that what he's doing is not working fast enough to get the notoriety within Haddonfield. And I know he goes on the spree and, you know, Halloween fours it in the uh, the tow truck thing. That was a fun callback to Halloween 4. Um, yeah, but it was definitely way more a callback to Christine. I loved it. That that scene I loved, and I loved the opening scene. That was a great tone setter. And I, with, I with don't... kid. My, generally, one of my red lines for movies is violence against innocent children. Right. So I, like, was, I had to go on faith that, like, this movie wasn't going to fuck me over. Well, even if it scene. was an accident? Well, what's funny is, you can ask my son, I actually... When that kid played a joke on his mother, when she, he was hiding and jumped out on her, uh, as soon as that door shut, I said, oh, this kid, that was a foreshadow. He's, he's a prankster. He's going to uh, probably die from this. And Gabe's like, what? I said, he's probably going to accidentally stab him with that knife when he comes around the corner or something. Yeah. But instead, <laughs> he opens the door on him and sends him violently down, what, two, two stories? I think it was two stories. Yeah. I mean, that was rough. That was, yeah, ugh. that but, was not good. Yeah, but the idea that they've created a scenario in which Corey, not Lori, is a male, not female, babysitter, babysitter right. but not really a babysitter, who uh, is not yeah. related to the child he kills accidentally, as opposed to Michael, who kills a relative on purpose when being babysat. Right? Like, this is a very much like an inverse situation to the nth degree. It took a lot yeah, of legwork to get I there. Don't, I don't think that, I, don't, I, I really don't think that that situation with Corey and the, the little boy he was babysitting has anything to do with why Corey went the path he did. The reason why Corey went the path he, that he went was. Because of the town. Well, and I the think the way the town treated him. Well, he had a John fact. Rambo moment where he comes out of prison and ends up coming back home and he's, he's a pariah. Like, no one wants to deal yeah. with him. But I think it does. Okay, so uh, this is probably a fine point of clarification. The m- death of that child that he's babysitting does not, like, create in him some kind of murder lust. Right. No. However, the cities need for a boogeyman or familiarity with a boogeyman. You can't understate how important that is that like his role in the murder basically at that point forces the mantle of the boogeyman on him 
And you see that in the way that the house is abandoned, like the old Myers house and everybody sees him. You're yes. that guy that killed that kid. So mm-hmm. yes, yep. in within him, it doesn't seem to create a murder lust or anything. And he does feel terrible, it seems, for accidentally killing this poor kid. However, it does play a role in him, but he put on the, like, you know, he doesn't end up on this path if that doesn't happen. But it's because of That's the, true. the agency is within the city to attach this label to him, this boogeyman label. Yep. Okay. I agree. That makes sense. Yeah. I feel like we wouldn't have to have this kind of a conversation with Friday the 13th part 13. So hats off to Halloween ends for at least giving it like a fair, fair effort. But hey, oh, they Friday the 13th, 13 something. comes out next uh, year maybe. So who knows? Okay. Yeah. Maybe they'll no, go they deep tried something. So Trav, what's, what's your big problem? Is it, is it Myers your big problem or is it other um, things? My biggest problem was not that they didn't have Myers. I, I understand what they were doing. My biggest problem was the third movie in a trilogy trying to introduce a complex character, make him so traumatically affected that he's now going to voluntarily or involuntarily take on the mantle of Michael Myers Mm -hmm. and clear up all four stories, Myers, Laurie, Corey, and the granddaughter. What's her name? Allison. 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 So that's four people that they need to wrap up. Mm -hmm. They already had to wrap up three, and then they introduced this new character. Yep. Um, The whole time I'm watching it, I I knew what they were trying to do. I didn't mind it, but I was aggravated at the fact that they were trying to do it when they could have done it with existing characters already. Okay. Who's left in the universe to put that onto, though? I was going to say, yeah, who would you rather that? I mean, they killed everybody in the last movie. My view? Yeah. If this is what they were going to do. Now, I don't know if he's George Lucas and he had this all fleshed out already and this was his ending all along, or if this is what they did as an answer to everybody's anger about ends or Mm -hmm. kills. The Tommy Doyle character. Yep. Could have been Corey. They could have done childhood trauma. Mm. Part of that event. uh, Grew up secluded, maybe psychotic or, uh, over-medicated, uh, anxiety, all kinds of different issues that turned into mental issues to where he was separate, detached. Uh, instead of what they did, turning him into Gaston, yeah. they could have turned him into this character. That oh, was... I, I still stand by that that kills can not exist, and right. I, my, my life would be no different. But to me, they kind of did like a Star Wars uh, no-no. The thing they did in Star Wars would made everybody angry. They... Introduce a bunch of new characters without cleaning up and ending the the characters that basically the story's based around. They just were like, all right, let's move on. Fans are great. We're moving on. And right. It's like you didn't you didn't tie this shit up. Right. To me, it was like Tommy Doyle was already done half-assed. I didn't like how they dealt with that character. But once I met this Corey character, I was I, like, oh, they should have done that with him. And then that ending... With Corey or Tommy do you, do you and think... Lori would have been way more impactful, where she has to kill the kid she babysat the night, the night that this all happened. Mm. That to me 
I was like, that's such a missed opportunity. They kind of, uh, and that was after watching the whole movie. And I was just thinking, if this is what they wanted to do, which I was on board, I liked the idea. If they would have tied it to the characters that are already in the world, that ending would have been off the chain for me. You would have to do that ending in H2O, though. Because Tommy would be, you know, approximately the age, a little bit older than John, her son. But at this point, you've got a 55-year-old Tommy. No, wait, wait, wait. The the, the H2O is not this, this, this timeline. Right, no, uh, what I'm saying is it, it, this would have had to happen in the year uh, 1998. What are you saying is Tommy is too old? You no, have an they old did, Tommy. They gave us Tommy last, last movie. No, I'm t- okay, listen to the words I'm saying and not what you think oh, I'm you, saying. You're saying he he's too to fucking to old at this point. She's old. He, you would have old Michael, old Tommy, old Lori. It would be a rumble at the old folks' home. But we already have be. an old Michael. We have. I know you want to pass the mantle on the. Oh, we have an old and a young Michael. But what I'm saying, story-wise, I understand age is an issue, but to me, the story suffered for me. I mean, trying to introduce this complex character when you had the characters already there, you could have done. You could have done it with uh, a young, maybe, maybe. uh, What's his name? Her boyfriend. Um, Allison's boyfriend. He's also dead. I'm saying if if they. They knew they were yeah, going to go this route. They could have though. taken characters that were already in the movies and give them a better arc. Tommy's arc, whether he's old or not, he's not. He doesn't have to continue to be Michael yeah, Myers. I think it's that, over, I, dude. I really, I the more and more I feel like kills, uh, ruined. Like, like kills has these tentacles that are just like reaching out and ruining even more and more stuff than than just the movie kills itself. But you know I think what I mean? also like what Travis is saying is like it's true, like but they couldn't do these things because kills was the way it kills exists. was. But what I'm saying, what Dan's saying is that they're passing the mantle onto a younger person. It, yeah, but they weren't going to continue it anyway because they weren't. Died. Yeah, they weren't really. So Tommy really doing it, it, whether he's old or not, it's still a better arc, and it's a great arc for Lori. The fact that she would have to stab him in that kitchen. The boy that she babysat. Maybe he had a lot of shit going on growing up that we weren't, we would have been privy to last movie. And this movie would have been his crescendo, his character end. Yeah. And we got a lot of the meat in the last movie where this movie kicks off and he's at his end. He's now Jeffrey Dahmer. He's now like. Not a obviously not a cannibal, but like a, he's a serial killer in the making by the end of the, the by, by the, the end beginning of, of this movie to where when he makes that transition, you're like, oh wow, I saw that coming. But wow, the fact that she has to end the life of the kid that she was supposed to keep safe, and he's only this kid, or he's only he's only this destroyed man because of the night that she she they all shared. Yeah. To me, that that's what made me hate Corey even more, because the Corey character just kind of felt like a, uh, a an ends uh, or ends to justify the means. Like he yeah. he was like, okay, we have to get this arc. We want to have this. Uh, they're gonna burn down the city, almost like Allison kind of got caught up in the possession too. Like she was like, yeah, let's just burn it. Let's let's just do it. Yeah, she was done too. Haddonfield has that effect on people, apparently. Yeah. 
I'm not really convinced that Corey is possessed by Michael Myers, though. No, but possessed by the idea. Like, I th- I, I'm telling you, I was getting a lot of Arnie vibes from this movie. Yeah, I think those are there on purpose. And George hasn't seen Christine, but uh, it definitely had that feel, and it definitely had the, the uh, coercion feel of Pennywise. Like, I just... You know how Pennywise kind of got in all those kids' heads, and he and he did like to me. That's how I was feeling. It was felt very supernatural to me. I wasn't looking at his face value. It's very funny you brought up Halloween three because that's what I was thinking. I was like, oh, this is this is uh, Green's Halloween three. He's doing something different, and I appreciate it. But I just was not buying into the Dawson's Creek feel of it. There was a lot of Dawson's Creek. Yeah, and. It seemed unnecessary, but I really I, liked. I well, you know, Kevin Williamson did a great job with Scream and H two O, so maybe there should yeah. be some Dawson's Creek in there. But the I don't think Scream had a, that full out like corny love story. Like it was almost seemed forced. It was like all of a sudden they're like ready to die for each other. It's like they just met like yesterday or Thursday. <laughs> like I wasn't buying it. I don't know, man. Uh, you know, they they had a lot. A lot in common. They saw a lot of each other in each other. Yeah, uh, yeah. I remember being young, but they could have done them. Um, they're young. they're like pushing. All right, what, so twenty. All right, so let's just like kind of point out the obvious here a little bit. In order to fix this movie for Travis, you also have to fix kills. Yes, Definitely. right. Kills has to be different. Um, but this I, movie makes me like kills a little bit more. Really, because it gave me the thoughts. Of oh well, if that's what you're gonna do, then you should have did all this. Okay, because I feel like they kind of painted themselves into this corner with kills. They had to bring on Corey because there wasn't anybody left. Well, okay, so I want to jump in here because one thing that's I think very important about the Corey character, besides the fact that he's you know Corey, not Laurie, the babysitter, not babysitter. The idea that this. This city is not just one event that has traumatized one group of people and for 40 years they were traumatized. But now you're starting to see the personality of Haddonfield like leaking out onto another entire generation completely removed from the original event. And really only tangentially related to the events of even the 2018 and uh, Kills movie. Because Corey in those movies doesn't exist yet. He's not tied mm-hmm. into the events at all. Yeah. And so for him the following year to get drug into and have his life shaped by this horrible accident that has, again, nothing to do with the Michael Myers stuff at all, except that it happens in Haddonfield. And then to spend 2019 through 2022 uh, being labeled as a boogeyman because not of what he did or didn't do, but because of where it happened. Right. And the attitudes yes. of the people and how they've been shaped by their own trauma. Uh, there's a certain power to assigning this to somebody completely unrelated to the original events. That you, you know, it's the familial, everybody's brother, sister in Star Wars, and everybody's in the Strode Myers family in these original timeline. Like, Yeah, but Tommy's not in the Strode family. It's just... It, yeah, it, expan- know, it becomes but... a bigger scale event. Yeah, and see, this is why. So I, I didn't mind the the Corey character, uh, really, being introduced in this 
in this movie because he was, you know, he was a product of Haddonfield, right? And he was kind of... Su- I, I like the fact that he was like a flash in the pan, right? That he was... Mm-hmm that he was there he he you know he he had his arc and then he was out yeah he doesn't and leave I, any and, kind of legacy no i and i like it because it shows what haddonfield can do to somebody right right and but also i also like it because cory is not michael myers as right. much as he wants to be there is no replacement for michael myers Right. And, and I also feel like, you know, again, you know, Corey had to be there because, you know, they kind of painted themselves into a corner with nobody left to do this with, but it's okay. They could have done it with Allison. They could have. And that would have been the family, like the Skywalker family. They could have. And I'm glad that they didn't. Right. I'm glad they didn't do that either. Yeah. I I I like it that it's a random, not a person that is a strode. I think it, I think it puts the, the the crosshairs on Haddonfield, mm-hmm. you know, and I and it I think it has to be. I don't think it would have been. I don't think it would have worked as well with um with Tommy because you don't have that relationship with Allison and Tommy. You know, their 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 ages are just too different. But you don't need that really. That's a, that's okay. A waste. Maybe so you, you don't, don't need, need that it. That's fine. Um. Uh. Also, you know, in this in this movie, you had a lot of dialogue about how. You know, uh, Corey is seen as a a killer, mm-hmm. right? And Allison is seen as a victim, mm-hmm. right? And you know, either you know, either way, you know, Haddonfield's not good for you. But there was like a tension there between the two because even though they were they had a lot in common, they had a lot that was not in yeah, common. Yeah, but it was a kind of a Bonnie and Clyde approach and i i just yeah, wasn't feeling but that. i but i liked it for the short amount of time that right. it lasted i'm glad that it ended it needed to but i was seeing the same things you're seeing and i was thinking all that stuff it's Haddonfield's fault all that stuff the murder or the accidental the manslaughter of the kid mm-hmm. could have all still been put on tommy he still could have committed manslaughter and put been put away and put him over the edge he's still a product of Haddonfield because yeah. he's born there and live there so to me it's like the only good thing about not making it tommy is what dan's saying that it now becomes somebody random it's not someone associated with the strodes but to me it just makes the ending more impactful like they tried sure they did the you know the meat grinder or the metal grinder definite end mm-hmm. to him which yep. was gnarly. Which was fine. It was paced and I in called a way it that, like, like half hour if earlier. Were, if you were <laughs> yeah. trying to look away, it was too late. Like yeah, it was they too didn't late. wait that beat, and so boom, he's in there. And my wife was like, "Oh God, I didn't have a chance to look away." Well, <laughs> they used one of those in a very cl- high climactic scene in Walking Dead, which was awesome. So I knew exactly what it was going to be. Yeah, because someone leads a horde of zombies to one of those things. Oh yeah, and it does that exact thing to about 57 zombies yeah and you see it all so to me i was expecting it and i remember when way back when Corey got his motorcycle they kept showing that grinder and i said yeah. they gave him like 
that is where Michael Myers ends right there. I said, I don't know if he's going to chase Lori there and she's going to lure him there. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it was going to be a ceremonial, you know, like. Oh, <laughs> uh, wasn't it nice that he got a funeral procession? <laughs> I thought that was yeah. nice. There the was only thing line... missing from that corny part was her throwing the knife in as well. I was waiting on that. Oh, that, I mean, that would have been good. I'm like, come on. Why don't Chris, you just shoot he, an arrow? have his knife back, and we've learned from Lori that you don't give no, the knife back. No, you don't back, give him his knife back. It. Why don't you just float him in the river and shoot an arrow with a flame on it from the shore? <laughs> did you do that too? Yeah. No, but I, I did see that coming, and I was fine with that. Like, she has always said, I want a definite ending. Maybe it would have been Who, cool. Jamie Lee Curtis yeah. said that? Yeah. It might have been um, almost borrowing to have her maybe grab him and fall into the grinder that way they both die but that would have been too reminiscent of another iconic female character so but that would have been cool too now i mean when he got the motorcycle early on uh i didn't notice it the first time through because i wasn't expecting where this movie was going to go uh he's wearing michael myers's Coveralls. Coveralls, yeah. Oh, yeah. While he's working 100%. on that yeah. yeah. And it's just like, oh, man, I should have seen that coming. But I was so enraptured <laughs> with uh, how adorable he was. that I, I Honestly, when I saw it. his coveralls, I thought, he's going to die and because Michael's Michael needs those coveralls. Yeah, there's a naked Michael out the there somewhere that needs his coveralls. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's what I thought when I saw no, him. No, he's not naked. He's just stranded in the uh, cave. It is funny yeah. that you mentioned Bonnie and Clyde, though, with the Halloween costumes from 2018. Yeah. Yeah, like it's in here, it's in the DNA of this. It's there. Little They're doing trilogy. the thing, as you as you say. They're, They're doing, doing the, the thing. thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So there's I, that I, scene at the the first time he meets Myers in the sewers. Uh, Corey, right? When yeah. Corey meets Myers in the sewers, and I was thinking, oh, great, we're doing Ninja Turtles, and. Uh, <laughs> My wife had yeah, some other. The I mean, the, the, the thing about the uh, sewers, you know, there's so many of these that you can just be like, oh, he's the, oh yeah. My wife goes, oh, Michael Myers is the penguin. I'm like, oh, thanks. Yeah, uh, I did turn to Gabe and I said, if he goes, if they do a training montage, I'm out. Oh, that would have been <laughs> awesome. It's good they didn't. Yeah, yeah. If they do like a Michael passing the torch by teaching him how to be Michael, I said, like I'd a be, wax on, wax yeah, off. I'm like this yeah, movie's done. That I'm wouldn't out. be good. So he grabs this movie Corey. ends tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Michael grabs Corey by the throat, and there's this yeah. moment where it appears to me, uh, watching on a, a small TV tonight, trying to go back and, and review this scene, that he's seeing his own reflection in the kid's eyes, uh, yeah. much like uh-huh. looking in the mirror in Halloween Kills, right? Michael sees his the own window. reflection on the window, staring back at himself. In this case, he sees himself on Corey's eyes, and that's when you get that montage flash of kind of the traumatic things that have happened to Corey. And it seems to me that Michael lets go at that point. Yes. Now, a lot of people online have been saying that basically Myers eyes, black snake Myers is like energy into the guy and possess. Right. And I think that's a misreading of that situation. I don't think that happened. I think you're, you're doing Jason goes to hell in your own mind, but that's not what the movie's doing. I do love that. As he recoils, uh, Corey blocks part of the entrance of the tunnel, and the tunnel lighting becomes like the iris of an eye, and he is the shape of like the pupil. It's a really mm-hmm. interesting like image to follow the eye image. Uh, very cool. Big fan of that. It looks kind of Dario Argento or like 
Hitchcock vertigo. Like it's an image that seems to come from a lot of things and it's really neat. But I do think it's interesting that this underpowered Myers either can't hold on to Corey through this traumatic jump back or perhaps lets go for one reason or another. And I can't really figure out, you know, because, but one thing I want to point to one line that really, I, I wonder if it's intentional. The line is intentional. I wonder if this is an intentional reference as to why Myers would recoil. Uh, at the beginning when Jeremy is still alive, the kid that ends up taking a long fall, uh, he says, after Corey says to him, you know, the boogeyman's coming, right? Jeremy mm-hmm. turns and goes, he's not going to get me. Michael Myers kills babysitters, not right. kids, right? And so I'm trying to figure out, do I read in that Myers is like, oh, fuck, you killed a kid. Like, whoa. Like, whoa. You know? You're worse than me. Like, I'm fucked I up, think, but you're worse. Okay. Uh, what I, what I took from that, this is, this is how I interpreted it. I... um. You know how, like, when they say when when you're dying, your life flashes before your eyes? Yeah. Right? So that was uh, Corey's life flashing before his eyes. Michael Myers doesn't see that. That, that specifically, all of those events. All Michael sees is, in his eyes, say, you know, uh, not, you know, a, a person that is like him. Not a person that is afraid, right? But a person that is like, say, uh, sorrowful or something like that. Or maybe he sees like, I don't know, some, you know, the maybe same reason why he was worthy of the passing of the mantle. No, 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 no. <laughs> He's like worthy. I think that when I Michael hope. Myers sees a kid, he sees someone who's not. A problem. It's right? like when he runs into that kid. I think when he's. I think when he sees Corey's eyes, he sees someone who's not a problem. Yeah, we talked know? about it with uh, Lonnie, how they have the right, interaction. Exactly. Halloween kills, but then I made. He got the, a Lonnie vibe. <laughs> I made the incorrect statement in the last episode. Correction from Dan, that Lonnie had had two run-ins with Myers, one in Halloween '78, and then maybe a trumped-up one. And kills, but I was wrong. It's not Lonnie that runs into Myers. It's one of his cronies. Uh, okay. One of the one of the other kids in that three. He's gonna get you. He's gonna get you. Smash mm-hmm. a pumpkin. That group. One of yeah, the we other. We don't really kids meet Lonnie until he goes to the Myers. front door at night. Yeah, yeah. Lonnie's in that group, but he runs the other way. So I was wrong right. on that. Uh, I got to correct the record uh, for when Library of Congress archives are shit. Uh, yeah. But it's interesting. Yeah, it's just another like. You know, I'm Myers. I ignore babies and I don't kill kids. Oh fuck, a dead kid! Like it's almost like Myers had the same reaction I did to that scene. Where he's like, "Oh, gross!" Like, <laughs> and he yeah. lets go, yeah. and, and and Corey runs off. But it was still an accident, so it's not like. But Corey shows later on that he is a an adversary. He is a problem because he kills like five people. Oh no, 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 no! He's not a problem. He's not oppressing Myers. He's not a he's not a Haddonfielder. He's an outsider. Uh, you know what I mean? I, I I looked at it as face value. It was almost like, I mean, we are talking about a supernatural character. Yes, they never really made maybe, him, but it's Loomis says it. It's still not. There's nothing positive. behind those eyes but evil. He says it. 
I spent eight years trying to fix but them. But that's still that could potentially be a, a human. You know, that doesn't necessarily give him any kind of superpowers or anything. I mean, that does happen throughout the show. I'm not necessarily on board with like you know like the sainthood of Loomis either. I think Loomis. Slow I mean, down. it's possible that Loomis just could have been a shitty psychiatrist. Just kidding. I okay. I, I believe he was competent, and I and he was right. I obviously. Think, I think but, we are dealing with a subtext of the Halloween char- characters that Michael Myers is pure freight train evil. Yeah, but he's, he's no also longer old a person. Now. He's right, old. but what I'm saying that the character. So, for some fans to think that that was an actual transfer of possession is not unheard of. Uh, okay, I got you. I got you. That's not how I read it. Right. So, I felt that way. So okay. So Myers in these movies sees himself in the mirror, and that becomes like a focal point. Or in the window, uh, in Hall- Halloween Kills, it becomes a focal point, and we mm-hmm. have the lines from Loomis about the darkest eyes, the blackest eyes, all these things. Uh, from the first movie, and after his literal face-to-face with Myers, we start to see Corey's behavior imitate or mimic the behavior of Myers in the 78 movie with some of his stalking movements and stuff. Yes. Uh, and his posture change and all that. So yep. I just think that's an interesting parallel that I don't, it's not fully fleshed out and I don't think it should be. Uh, I don't want the full, like, unabridged transformation cut where they go no, through right. 25 minutes of what is and isn't actually happening. And, and it's an interesting attention to detail, an interesting interpretation of what might have happened to Michael Myers as a kid. It's really, it's, um, I don't have it fully fleshed out. Talk to me again in a year once I've watched this movie a few more times. But I think it's an interesting step toward a really good idea. Do you think it's interesting that... In one of, the, I think it was when we were talking about what we expected to see in this movie. So in the last episode, one of the things I brought up was how uh, Rob Zombie two, Rob Zombie's Halloween two dealt a lot with Lori's like PTSD after the attack. But I found it interesting that there was a real Rob Zombie's Halloween two vibe to Allison's arc at the beginning of this movie. And you haven't seen Halloween two yet. And we've spared no. you from a long ordeal. However, now that I've seen this, I am going to go back and watch Halloween 2 again because I want to see how much of Allison's like post the loss of her mother arc parallels Lori and Annie's arcs in Halloween 2, the Rob Zombie version, after the events of Halloween 1. Because there's a lot of parallel. Interested to see how much is actually overlap and how much I'm just you know, uh, bridging a gap that doesn't need to be bridged. Sure. See. Yeah, I can't help you there. <clears throat> you, you guys know, specifically instructed me not to watch that you, movie. You'll, so. Yeah, you want to watch that next week? <laughs> <laughs> let's not do that. Let's not do that. No, let's not do that. Did you catch the parallel at the end of the movie uh, that I loved so much that I think like if there's that part where spoiler alert, if you haven't already gotten a spoiler alert vibe from this episode where you think <laughs> that Laurie Strode has killed herself, but you know, yeah. Laurie Strode wouldn't actually kill herself. And then she pops up and goes, you think I'd actually kill myself? Motherfucker. <laughs> right. Like it's great. Surprise. It's great. Yep. She supplies him with at least two bullets. <laughs> but the thing I love is when he 
stabs himself and yep. she grabs that knife and suddenly she is him mm-hmm. after yep. the death of the kid. Yes. And I was just like, I never would have thought to do that. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. You so know yes, his arc of? ends, but it's like he succeeds in what he wants to do in a lot of ways. Yes. You know what I thought of? What's that? You uh, are the hero long enough to see yourself become the, the villain. villain. Oh, there you go. That's what I thought of. I saw the triumvirate. <laughs> <laughs> Ed Dubrute. And And actually, I saw it even when, you know, Michael Myers was uh, stapled to a countertop. Mm. Oh, the Christ moment? Yeah, it wasn't It wasn't so much like yeah. that, but it it had that vibe. She was I about she three was seconds away a... from putting a third one in the feet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like... I, I was waiting you. for the Halloween... Uh, Halloween the p- kills like just all the knives in him. Yeah, I, I thought it was going to be passion of the Myers. Dude, like I, for a I, second. dude, I honestly, <laughs> when it was happening, I was, I was digging it. Um, when she took the little knife and she put it in his, in his, I think his right hand, and then took the frying pan and like just made sure it went yeah, all sure the way in. in to the countertop. I was like, I, I was loving that. Yeah, and, and I'm leaning over Gabe, going, if she puts it in his feet, I'm out. <laughs> And honestly, <laughs> when she stabbed him in the side, I thought she was gonna stab him in the si- in the ear, like in the side of the head. Mm-hmm. And Carol. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, and 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 honestly, like looking back on it, I think that that's probably what I would have done instead of slicing the throat. There was a lot of, I mean, with you know Myers full on choking Laurie Strode after having his throat slit was kind of like. Uh, I can't think. I don't think a mortal man could do that, and I guess that was kind of the point. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, I thought that blade was not going into his side. I thought it was going in the side of his head, and that definitely would have, you know, removed any doubt. Yeah, if he was choking her after that. If so, it did go in his side, then that confirms what I was thinking. Oh, it did. Hundred yeah, percent. So it's like it's yeah, the launch of the spear in the side. Yeah, it's the spear in the side. One, sure. He yeah. got one in each hand, he got one in the side, yeah. and he, he got a refrigerator a on his knee. Right. On, you know. But he didn't need a so. crown of thorns because he already had the mask. Hey, uh Word. <laughs> I mean, think about it. Haddonfield put that mask on him. Haddonfield yeah. mocked him and placed that crown of thorns mask right on Michael Myers. Well, did it I mean not? he he put the mask and on himself. And they spat on him. And they spat on him. Haddonfield put and, the mask and on in ends, Corey. They 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 ganged <laughs> yes, they, they ganged up around him and they were like, crucify him, yeah. crucify him. I mean, it's all there. It ends yeah. tonight. <laughs> oh man. Hey, uh they were like, give us Barabbas. <laughs> yeah, he's like they, I mean, it's all there. <laughs> it's like Jaws. He's like, smile, you son of a bitch. <laughs> well, and here's the thing, Michael. He commits his crime and he's put away for life. Corey commits his crime and he's he's freed. So he was their Barabbas. Yeah, but Michael's crime was yes. murder. Corey's crime was accidental death. Also murder. It was not murder. <laughs> At was, some point it was, That could yes. happen to any of us. <laughs> like the dick no, bag no, no, was no. hiding behind a door three times no, before no, no, he even no, no, showed no, no, up. No. I get you. I get that you. kid I get deserved you. His to or, die. His original... No. <laughs> God, that's terrible. No, I'm lying. No, completely. Uh, Corey's original... Uh, sin was, uh, not murder. It was right. ac- it was an accident. Absolutely. But it, it, at some point, well, he was pushed. I think at the point where, I mean, even what do you hunt with this knife? Demons. 
<laughs> well, no, what, it. what does he actually say? Name, name, it, it. name it, name it, name it, name it. Yeah, I mean, he was no. pushed. No. John Rambo was pushed. It's Corey true. was pushed. It, any good killer is pushed, I think. Lori drove him to the edge of town and told him to leave. <laughs> and he turned around and came back in. Yeah, hey. Hey, so that last scene where he's getting uh, crucified on the table uh, mm-hmm. really hammered home a point that I, I think was obvious the whole time, but I like to see it. Uh, this is the fourth movie in this timeline. It also promises that this is the finale of this mm-hmm. timeline. Uh, I was thinking mm-hmm. of another part four that is a final chapter. Yep. <laughs> and the guy's name is Corey Cunningham. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. Is, you yes. Know, yes, I caught that. And they, we've always talked about the Jasonification of Michael through these movies as he gets more and more violent. Uh, and gory, you know, as opposed to the original Michael, who is not a or bloody, Corey. gory killer, gory Corey. Yep. Uh, when Myers is in his like getting pinned to the kitchen island period, there is a moment where one of his hands comes up and is slit between his mm-hmm. his middle and ring finger down almost to the wrist. Mm-hmm. The same wound that Jason gets in that final battle in final chapter from who? From Trish. Okay. Trish and puts the machete in between. That, but who kills Jason? Well, that it's it's Tommy Jarvis. I have played by Corey Feldman. Another Corey. Corey. Feldman. Yeah. Oh my God. Mm. Corey Cunningham. So, I think they know what they're doing. Oh, they completely knew what they it's were doing. It's wonderful. They just didn't know when they made the last movie what they were doing. I, I believe. I believe <laughs> right. that's true. I think this was like oh. Again, Star Wars. Halloween Kills is when Ryan Johnson came in and tried to do something, and then Halloween Ends was all the people involved in Halloween 2018 trying to fix everything that was done horribly in Kills. I believe that. I think Kills did exactly what it was setting out to do. Uh, And I think Ends is also achieving its... I think just in the way that it's been received, where people will say... You know, oh, it's it's dumb and oversimplified, and there's all this, you know. But at least there's kills. At least there's a lot of kills. At least he kills thirty-one people, and then they can be like, "What?" But you hated this movie. Like we gave you what you wanted. You wanted thirty-one kills. You got thirty-one kills, and you hated it. So we're gonna give you something completely Mm -hmm. different. And you hate it because there's not enough Michael and not enough kills. But we already did that movie, so why don't you? You know, I'm one of those people. But we didn't, or me personally, and I'm sure a lot of us didn't hate it because it had too many kills we hated it because it became hold again, on why did you hate a disney movie uh, oh oh did it become a did, disney movie or did it become a story from literature that just happens to have been adapted at some point by the disney no, no, company no it wasn't beauty and the beast the story it was disney's beauty oh my and the God, beast are we rehashing <laughs> i think no, what i'm saying is uh, no, because I, I are we all the playing the game and, where every time he says the word guest on we take a drink we should start that. That would game. be wonderful because it would still be better than Halloween Kills. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, we'd feel better at least. I don't have a problem with the story of Beauty and the Beast. My favorite movie of all time is King Kong. Beauty and the yeah, Beast is a... not Frankenstein. Another one of my favorite movies. Creature from Black Lagoon. Another one of my favorite movies. I do not hate the concept of Beauty and the Beast. Mighty Joe Young. Another one of my favorite movies. Yeah. Okay. Dracula. 
Another one of my favorite okay, movies. Okay, okay. So why it. don't so you like Halloween Kills? Because it seems like all those other movies are just like Halloween Kills. Because none the of theme. them grab the mirror and sing a song called Evil Dies Tonight. <laughs> oh, you're so close. Evil dies tonight. Evil dies tonight. Oh, I'm going to look in my mirror and sing. Okay. Like, it was just like, stop, enough. <laughs> Evil dies tonight. We, we Evil dies it. tonight. We right? get it. That's why. I didn't like it either. Beauty you and the Beast is not a problem for me. Yeah, I RoboCop was Beauty of the Beast. <laughs> like, well, RoboCop was was Batman was, was a, Beauty was of the Beast. A, sometimes was a resurrection story, according yeah. to um. Yes, it was a re- resurrection uh, what's story. What's his name? Peter Weller. Peter Weller. Yeah, I'm putting that shit. To Is bed. this a resurrection story? Uh, we'll see in three years. <laughs> yeah, we sure will. <laughs> because they definitely crucified. It's a him. shame that we already have Halloween Resurrection. Yeah. Yeah, what a waste but, of a good title that was. Yeah, yeah. What a waste of a good movie because it was a good concept. They just blew it. Yeah, I, especially yeah. today. Like that would have been a great concept to have that that reality mm-hmm. streaming. They were they weren't there yet to to execute that correctly. Yeah, they just wanted to do Halloween, motherfucker. They didn't want. <laughs> yeah, it would be so much better <laughs> if we did it like today and we had like. You know, like Post Malone. And well, think about it. It was like a Twitch. You could do like a whole Twitch thing. Yeah. Like, it would have been a really good no, idea. No, I'm just like, I'm recasting it. Like, instead oh, okay. of... Instead of Busta Rhymes. Instead of Busta Rhymes, we have Post Malone. And Wolf. instead of... Who was it? Tyra Banks or somebody? Who, who was it? <laughs> oh, yeah. It'd be Megan the Stallion now. Yeah. There you go. Boom. There you go. <laughs> and it would be so it, much better Liz- today. Lizzo. <laughs> you know, parentheses, S, sarcasm. Right. It'd be so much better yeah, today. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, I mean, I, 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 I hear you, Trav. Um, I like this movie. I'm glad. I'm happy for you. I like it. I, I mean, it's, it's the best movie that you could, that, that they could have given us with what was left from, uh, kills. I feel like. I still think that ends is my, f- or not ends, uh, 2018 is my favorite of these three in this mm-hmm. trilogy. And I still think that it could have ended there and I would be just as happy. Or maybe happier. My other big problem, and again, when I say there wasn't enough Myers, I'm legit in saying that because there wasn't. No, there was not a lot of Myers Because at all. my favorite part of this trilogy is James Cordy. And the fact that I really kind of like, kind don't get his Myers like I did in the first two, yeah, uh, it bothers me because it's kind of like making another Jason movie, but saying to Derek Mears, "Yeah, we're not going to need you for this movie." Well, I mean, they're trying to end it, so he has to. Yeah, but that that final scene could have been a lot longer. There could have been more struggles between Corey and Michael. There could have been more Michael, yeah. even though you're building the Corey story. Yeah, didn't mean the rhyme there. But yeah, <laughs> I just think that you yeah. kind of wasted it. It's kind of like bringing on Sigourney Weaver for your alien movie and making her the voice of the computer. Like to me, it's just like, why? Yeah. She's your icon. She's your reason. She's your reason why you're able to make this movie because without her, you don't have a tr- you don't have a, a franchise. This franchise died tonight, in my mind. But 
after talking to you guys, I do understand why it's considered good to some people. Yeah. But I still also understand the anger that some people have. That's why I was enjoying watching people make their comments, and I was like, mm, do I join in? And I'm like, no, I want to do the recording and then yeah. just share our link, and then get my opinion there. Yeah. But um, I don't know. <clears throat> who's the main character of Halloween? Lori. And who is the main character of Halloween Ends? Lori. And I think yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm good with that. I think there's I an think expectation, and it's a lot of it is the Jasonification, which I think is a word I made up, but I really like. Uh, <laughs> no, I like that. I like that word. Cool Halloween word. two has so little Jamie Lee and so much, just a, you know, so many short flash in the pan characters and one consistent character who is Myers, mm-hmm. and then Loomis to a degree. Halloween. Four, five, six, you're progressing into more and more violent on screen, so more time with Myers. And I think the Rob Zombie ones have a lot of Myers in them. I mean, I, I think there's been oh, a... Too much Myers. There's been a lot of, like, an attitudinal shift that the Halloween franchise is Michael Myers with, you know, Halloween 3, the obvious exception, and the original Halloween kind of just being a prologue for what becomes you know Michael Myers the movie part six part seven and I think more even than the other two that David Gordon Green did Halloween Ends really focuses this is a Jamie Lee Curtis as Laurie Strode swan song and to get her there we're gonna pack all this baggage around her at the expense of Myers I don't think she was the main character of this movie. It's her story, man. Yeah, but I it's it felt like Corey's story. And she was she was involved. But because they had to spend the movie establishing this new character, you got less of Lori because you had to get more of Corey. Yeah. And I think if again if they were going this route and this was not a fix to the last movie, then they could have trickled some of that into the last movie. Maybe yeah. Corey was involved in the the Gaston group. Yeah, and he was I mean, kind of involved. I'm, I'm, Drink. I'm confident <laughs> that um that by the time they were done filming uh kills, they had no idea what they were gonna do yet. You don't believe for that. ends. No, I'm confident one thing that. you should know. Yeah, I'm confident that that's kind of the case. Back in twenty nineteen I think it was 2019. Maybe it was 2018. It was right around the time 2018 came out. They announced the simultaneous release uh, schedule for Kills and Ends. They announced that Green was doing a trilogy. They announced the names of the movies. And then COVID hit and pushed everything back a year. But they knew going in that they were doing two movies, Kills and Ends. And they knew the names of those movies. Now, I don't know how much changed during the course of all this. You know, and how different Kills looks in 2021. Yep. As opposed to when it, if it would have come out in 2020. Like, that I would love to, to know more about. I don't think they'll ever pull back the curtain on that, but maybe they will. Yeah, I'd yeah. be curious to see the first couple drafts of Ends. Yeah. To see where, where it started. And I'm interested to see what extended and deleted scenes we get for Ends. Uh, I have a feeling... I mean, there's so much of this movie that is consistent tonally within its own little closed system 
I can't imagine there's going to be too many changes that you're going to be like, oh my gosh, look at what a different movie this could have been. Mm, yeah. But I am interested to see what didn't make Maybe it. we'll get Thorn. Oh my God. At least yeah, we didn't th- get Thorn, th- guys. They, at least they got rid of all the Thorn stuff. No Thorn, no <laughs> oh, Man in totally Black. Did. No. But they at the same time, no Cochran. They should have really made a reference to Cochran. There was a uh, a man with a black cowboy hat. There yeah. was. But he was not the uh, leader of Thorn. No, he was not. Or maybe he was, and we'll find out next time. Hmm. 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 It would have been interesting to maybe see Lori's daughter, like we talked about, was not killed, and she was actually no, the that, Corey that character. No, that wouldn't have been interesting. Not interesting, but at least it would have explained some things. Like, she just... I mean, I'm not giving it a chance, because I just... Just, you hated that movie. I just hated. I was trying. I, no, to, I hated that character. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't like, like her either. at all. She, or, that character peaked when she, when she lured uh, Michael Myers into the basement mm-hmm. and said, "Got you, motherfucker," ba- yeah. or something like that. She peaked right there, and everything when she after lured that him out was to the street. And she's like, "Gotcha," with the mask. No, in hell in 2018 back. in the no. stairwell in 2018 uh, in when she acts like. She's a damsel in distress. Right. And I can't then do there's it. Michael Myers and she says, Gotcha. You know, yeah. that she peaked right there. She said gotcha there. Something like that. Yeah, it was okay. a gotcha. She both says times. gotcha out in the street too. So is that like her catchphrase? That's I guess like so. yeah, they were but circling I, oh, back anyways, to her role wolf. in the plane. Whatever. I'm glad she's dead <laughs> yes. and gone. Wolf on that catchphrase, yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot she said gotcha in the first one because I kinda liked it in the second one. I was like, Oh, okay. That was neat. But if she's if that's her one trick bonus. No, she did it in the first one and it was and it and it landed so good in the first yeah, one. Okay. In well, twenty eighteen. And one but, thing I can tell you, George, uh I have been Pretending that Halloween 2 is not part of the canon and it just goes Halloween 1 to Halloween 3 for years. And so going forward, you can totally just forget Halloween Kills even exists. It's true. Yeah, I can. But then when will evil die? You won't remember. We don't know. That it happens tonight. tonight. <laughs> that would be tonight for 500. Oh, uh, that'd be, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take tonight for uh, 500, Alex. Thank you. Uh, uh, G-shaped letters between <laughs> F and H. Oh. But yeah, go back and check out the opening credit thing again, and keep in mind and check out the Halloween three font. That's so cool. That is a good catch. I love those that guys. is cool. That makes Halloween three canon, doesn't it? No, no. Uh, but I wish Cochran in this movie would have made it canon. Oh, that yeah. would have been cool. There is that weird thing with the broadcast tower turning different colors and catching mm. fire. Like I felt like that was an underdeveloped idea, but maybe I just didn't catch it all. And I'll get it next time through. But there was potential there for some silver shamrockian type things. What if Myers was a robot from Cochrane's place? A robot? Cool. I think we've we've hoped for that before, but then we realized, oh, it totally totally destroys the early sixties part of Halloween one, so you can't Yeah. Can't go there. But well, later could Myers could be replaced by a robot. He could have been replaced, like what's her name? But they could have yeah. also done the whole Palpatine thing where Myers was created by Cochrane all along. Hey, I have a question. To Haddonfield. Uh, why could they rebuild Anakin from basically like 100% burns, but they couldn't save Padme from whatever happened during childbirth? She died of a broken heart, George. Stop. Can't fix a broken heart. 
Yeah, even that general, what's his name? That's nothing but general like a Grievous. heart and a brain. Oh, he, he had, had a heart, and that was, that was why. <laughs> Ugh, I hate Star Wars. Next week, we're planning on circling back to the original 78 Halloween with Minnie Megs, who will be watching yes. it for the first time. Nice. That is going to be amazing. Plus, you guys are supposed to bring me five to ten movies each that are better than Halloween, and I will tell you why you're wrong. The original? The original. Halloween 78. Yeah. I'm, dude, I'm so pumped to be revisiting 78 because it's, you it's know. It's been a while. It's the best Halloween movie. We all agree. And we get to show it to somebody new. I was new. really hoping a local theater would have it playing this month. I, I know how you guys felt when you showed it to me now. Yeah. Nice. Because yeah. I get to show it to Minnie Mae. Proud dad. So good. <laughs> Wait till you see this. It's going to be hard coming up with you know, 10 movies that are better than Halloween. But we're going to try. Hmm. Yeah, probably. I, I, I only have one nailed down, so I have to f- at least come up with four more. Okay. If I you have... can't get to five, that's fine, too. I mean... It's understandable. You know. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I mean, there is the Godfather. And George we, hasn't we'll... even seen Sleepaway Camp yet, so he doesn't know that that one's... No, I'm just And you haven't seen American Beauty yet. Yeah, that's true. Mm. So watch that in your theater. theater. No, that's unlikely. But, you know, maybe someday. <laughs> it's going to be hard to make a case against it if you haven't seen it. That's true. You I've seen parts of it. I've seen enough of it to know why Halloween is better than it. How about that? Oh, no, oh, no, 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 you He's haven't. Gonna argue against oh, no, he hasn't no. He seen it. Can you do me a favor and just watch that movie real quick? <laughs> I'll I do mean, what I can. Yeah, just just watch it. It's good stuff. I mean, I don't know if Halloween's better than Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, but it's, it's a resurrection it's story. Possible. <laughs> What's your name? Fuck you. That's my name. <laughs> Dude, I mean, you don't get dialogue like that in Halloween. I'm you, sorry. No, you don't. You don't. But you do get hallo- uh, you do get dialogue like that in Sleepaway Camp. So it all yeah, comes full do. circle. Yeah. Eat true. shit and live, Bill. <laughs> Shit. Thank hey, you, listeners. Is as bad as I thought it was going to get. So I'm happy. Yeah. Could have been worse. We could have all hated it. <laughs> I know last night when I was watching it, I wanted to kick a dog, but I'm glad I didn't have a dog. I was so angry. Because I was like, no, there's no 40 foot J- uh, Michael. Yeah, I guess now I just have to hold out for a 40-foot Jason. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of that, Ted White died this week. I know. Rest in peace, Ted White. Oh, no. Who's Ted White? Jason, part four. One of the best Jasons. The best Jason. Other than Kane and Derek. Yeah. And CJ. So, yeah, one of the (laughs) best Jasons, as I said. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly a top five Jason. Yeah, yeah, he's top very, five. Yeah. I, I could argue movies better in Halloween. It's very hard to pick a favorite Jason. It's almost impossible. I can pick a favorite Batman, but I can't pick a favorite Jason. I might be able to pick a favorite Michael. I kind of like the guy from the 78 flashbacks. He was really good. Big fan. I thought Nick Castle flashing Yeah, but he wasn't on screen was enough. pretty funny. Oh, speaking one. of that, Nick Castle made a cameo in this movie. Did he? Yeah, he flashed he, us his organ. 
He showed his organ. Oh, that was him? <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's Nick Castle. Shoot. And my so proud dad moment, Gabe knew it was Nick Castle. He knew it. Friend of the show. Friend of the show, Nick Castle. Friend of the show. Noise. It would have been good if he was actually in the corner of the bar with a Myers mask on his head and he was drinking a beer through the mouth of the Myers mask. Oh, that would have been awesome. That's what I would have done. Shit. Missed opportunity. Missed opportunity. Oh, my God. Plenty of those in this movie. Hey. Thank you for joining us on the Remedial Film Class Podcast. As always, you can find us at facebook.com slash remedialfilmpod or on Twitter at remedialfilmpod. We'll be back next week with a special Halloween 1978 revisiting, along with Mini Megs from Twitch. If you haven't heard her episode with us yet, go back and listen to Halloween 5 as she watched her first ever Halloween movie, and it was Halloween 5. Anyway, to make it up to her... Uh, having sat through that pile of garbage, she gets to watch the original Halloween for the first time in her life, and George gets the opportunity to teach someone about his favorite movie from the show so far. So it ought to be a laugh riot, and uh, she is, as I said before, funnier than any of us. So tune in for that. John Carpenter's 1978 classic, Halloween. Halloween.